What is it that your mother always said to you when you were a kid? If you wanted a toy or you wanted something, what was it she always said? It was always, think about it, consider it. If you really want it, then we'll go and get it. Well, not always the case, but at least it's what my mother said to me and I'm sure you got told something similar. My point is that we're brought up with this patience mentality, or at least we are taught or endeavored to teach patience to learn that, okay, you want it, that's cool. Give it a chance. Let's see if you still want it because impulse is a huge thing, not just with toys when you're a kid, but as you're older with bigger, more expensive toys, but also with food. That impulse of I want it, I want it, I want it is a very emotional and immediate reaction. Sometimes brought on by visual stimulation, sometimes brought on by uh, smell, nasal, the fuck's the word? Stimulation. This is why, to be fair, certain restaurants situate their kitchens in certain places or certain ways to elicit that response because smell is pretty freaking powerful when it comes to triggering emotion. My point is that off the back of podcast 68, when I spoke about responding rather than reacting, to evolve on that further, we're brought up with this mentality of just wait. Wait a while and consider. Consider not just your actions, but consider if you really want something. Impulse is huge. Uh, You've only got to look at the reason why chocolate bars are lined up next to the tills in garages, because as you're stood there queuing, there may very well be the impulse brought about by the shiny wrapper to grab a chocolate bar. But the problem is, if you actually look at impulse, how many times have impulse purchases or impulse decisions ever really led you down a good road? An impulse reaction in a garage could lead to you you screwing your calories over because you've had a chocolate bar when you didn't really want a chocolate bar. Impulse reactions whilst in a relationship, whilst out in a club, for example, can be catastrophic to your relationship simply because you acted upon impulse. And when you're a kid, buying a toy upon impulse can actually mean that you wasted money. You didn't really want it and your parents are then sad because that hard-earned money has been wasted on something you didn't truly want. And in another example, one of the best that I can give you, tattoos. How many people have you known that acted upon impulse of, oh my God, I really want that tattooed and they get it tattooed and then they go, oh fuck, I didn't want to do that. Or maybe with a piercing perhaps. Impulse rarely ever gives us what we truly want, what we truly desire. It tends more to be something which satisfies the short-term emotion that satisfies the craving as opposed to the need. So let's bring this around to my area. Let's go with food. If you truly want to be successful and truly want to master your level of control when it comes to your diet, when it comes to your approach to eating, it's important that we begin to understand impulse and we begin to place markers around impulse to ensure that we are mindful about what we're doing. Because if I mention a Krispy Kreme donut right now, particularly if you're hungry like me, I haven't quite had lunch yet, then I've got a big old impulse craving for a Krispy Kreme right now. I reckon if there was one right next to me, I would devour it. Do I need it? No. Is it going to be the most advantageous thing for the progress I'm trying to make right now? No. I could factor it into my calories, but how would I do that in a way without screwing over my overall goal? How would I factor in a 500 calorie donut into my goal and still achieve it? Because if I conduct myself with impulse right now and I had that donut, then I'm reacting. 
Therefore, I would have to very much react to the rest of my calories today to try and fit it in, which would pretty be, well, pretty damn impossible with a 500 calorie donut. I have to completely skip lunch. So instead, how do we minimize reacting on impulse? Well, first and foremost, if you're going shopping, make sure you're fed. Make sure you don't go shopping hungry. We've heard that one before, but believe me, it makes a big difference. Secondly, knowing what, when, and where your next meal is going to come from could be really, really powerful when it comes to controlling your approach to food. If you know what your meal is, if you've got an idea, if you've got your taste buds in shape for your lunch, you're less likely going to fuck it all over for a moment of impulse because you know what's coming. This is why organization, proactivity, premeditation is so important because if I had then gone, right, I've got a Krispy Kreme available, I want one. Okay, I'm not going to have it now because impulse, not only will I not enjoy it, I'll fucking gorge on it and it'll be gone within seconds. I won't really savor it. But also, if I really think about it, I can factor it into my diet so I can still have lunch. I could have a, a snack of Krispy Kreme. I can then have my dinner which I can either plan to be a more controlled dinner so I can elope the Krispy Kreme into today's calories or alternatively, I can plan to go over my calories today to then balance some other days. Even more forethought, I could have saved calories yesterday or the day before to then give me more calories to spend on the Krispy Kreme today. The net result of that, rather than acting on impulse, is I get to enjoy the Krispy Kreme guilt-free. Whereas if I just enjoyed it. Not only would I not truly have enjoyed it, but I would have felt bad for it. So in other words, by denying those impulses, by giving yourself a second to think about things and then consider, do I really want this? Not only do you make a more mindful choice, not only do you make a better choice, but if you still make the same choice as you would have made on impulse, the difference is you don't feel bad for it because it's an actual choice as opposed to an impulsive behavior. Give yourself a chance to consider your options, consider the outcome. Give yourself a second to second guess what you're doing. But to be able to do that, you've got to have a structure to your day. You can't just wing your calories and have every meal reacted upon impulse. You know, oh, I've got a 1400 calorie target. I'm going to go into my day and I'm just going to react to whatever meal comes about. That's a very, very unsustainable and unsuccessful way of approaching a caloric deficit. If you're organized, getting your ducks in a row ahead of time, far more mindful about what you're doing, premeditated in terms of your actions, then you're far more likely to be successful. So my advice to you would be, when you're looking at the way that, in which you approach your diet, the way in which you approach your exercise, the way in which you approach your life, again, it comes back to that same old word of organization. Think about what you want to do. And if you see something you want, if you are impulsed if you are driven to have it fine buy it grab it but give yourself a second to think about it give yourself a second to consider do i really want this am i really going to feel better for this am i really going to wake up tomorrow morning wanting this give yourself a chance for the emotions to dissipate keep yourself in the driving seat Allow the, motion, the emotions to plant the idea, allow the impulse to plant the idea in your mind, but then allow your rationale and your thought to really flesh it out, to really consider what's going to happen. Not only will you be far more successful from a dieting point of view, but you'll be far more successful from a financial point of view because you won't spend so much fucking money frivolously pissing it up the wall every left right and center because of impulse learn to control those impulses learn to become more stoic in your nature 
and you will naturally be far more successful at pretty much anything you put your mind to, including a calorie deficit. And that's it. Another short one for you. Not always going to be this sort this short. I'd like to flesh things out a little bit further going forwards. And in actual fact, in episode 71, we are going to be fleshing things out a little bit more in terms of higher calories, lower calorie targets and the psychology behind that. But for now, wanted to give you guys a couple of podcasts to wet your whistle and just to make sure that we're ticking some boxes to ensure that you guys have got some useful information. I could drag this one out to 20 minutes if you wanted me to, but I'd far rather give you a solid example and a solid piece of information for you guys to take away, apply and become far more successful than just talk for another 10 minutes purely to tick a box. Guys, appreciate your time as always if you enjoy this podcast then obviously keep listening make sure you subscribe make sure you obviously on apple Podcasts leave a review and a rating and do share them with your friends too okay i'll put these out into the world to help you guys so share them with people that you think you can help by sharing this resource and i'll see you on the next one toodles and as always i'm not going to forget this time because i left it on the last one accept the things you cannot change have the courage to change the things that you can and the wisdom to know the difference And when it comes to that, you can always change your attitude. You can always change the way in which you approach problems, which is what today's episode has been all about. Toodles.